Welcome to Excel Radio with Dr. Nick Zarowski, where we talk with world-class entrepreneurs, executives, and health experts who have unlocked the secrets to Excel Health and performance. Hi, this is Dr. Nick Zarowski, your health and high performance expert. In this show, I'm going to be responding to questions that have been submitted on the New Vision Excel website. As you know, if you go to the podcast button on the website, you can submit a question and then I'll respond to it on the podcast. So that's what I'm going to do today. We have a lot of really great questions. They are mostly pertaining to health. I think there might be a few business questions in there as well, but I'll respond to all of them. I figured that if one person has the question, then there's going to be so many more people who are thinking the same thing. And really, these are quite a, I mean, quite a few of them are really hot topics, such as should I follow a ketogenic diet or should I drink bulletproof coffee? So I'm going to respond to all the questions in this episode. All right, so let's go ahead and kick this off. So what I did is just so this made sense and it flowed well, I put the questions in a particular order and tried to group them a little bit so that I wasn't jumping all over the place. So the first question is, what is your opinion on bulletproof coffee? So when people talk about bulletproof coffee, it's kind of funny because some people consider putting uh, butter in the coffee, a bulletproof coffee, and then other people consider buying the brand of bulletproof coffee, a bulletproof coffee. So a bulletproof coffee, I'm going to just take it from the standpoint that you're buying any coffee and you're putting butter or coconut oil in it, right? So um, here's what I think of the whole coffee thing. So first of all, you can buy any good organic brand of coffee. I don't sell coffee, so I'm not going to sit and try to tell you a certain brand is going to be a, a game changer for you and you know another brand isn't. Uh, as long as it's a good quality organic brand of coffee, then you're fine in my opinion. So a good quality organic coffee is good. And putting butter or coconut oil in, there's nothing wrong with that. It's, you know, it's a great way to start your day off with a high amount of fat. But when it comes to coffee, like I know that people who have these different brands, they they say it's a health food and it's going to change your life and it's, you know, you need it every day. Uh, That's not necessarily the case because coffee can actually negatively affect you if you have adrenal fatigue or some other things going on, some hormonal problems. So, um, you know, there's a time and a place for everything in a person who, you know, is sick, they should not be, I mean, I wouldn't drink coffee if I had adrenal fatigue. And many people do have adrenal fatigue and they use coffee just to keep them going because their adrenals are shot. So coffee is great for you if, um, if you're a good, healthy person and you're not suffering from adrenal fatigue. Uh, if your adrenals are shot, you might want to lay off the coffee for a little bit. But taking coffee, a good organic coffee, and putting butter, coconut oil in it. I think that's a great way to start off the morning with good fats and, um, and, uh, also your coffee. And so that's that question. That's what I have for you in that realm. The next question is what is the best way to start your day with a lot of energy? Okay. Well, if you talk about the bulletproof coffee and you're doing that, if you're taking coffee and putting butter in it, that will help you start your day off with a little caffeine, uh, some, you know, a high amount of fats in order to give you a lot of energy. But, you know, beyond that, let's say you're not a coffee drinker, right? Let's just talk about starting your day with a lot of energy. So, uh, you know, first of all, going to the morning multiplier uh, podcast that I did is going to help you out a lot because I really discuss this in depth. But, uh, you know, some of the things that you can do, such as like some meditation and and um, some different uh, foods you can eat. But I would say, you know, when, when I read this question, the thing that I think of is, 
you know, what you're going to eat in the morning to help you have a high energy day. And so for me, it's not a big breakfast. And for people who are high performing individuals, it's not some massive breakfast because what happens when you eat a big breakfast is your body goes into this parasympathetic state that's called rest and digest. And when you're in this rest and digest state, then you're going to be tired. So if you wake up in the morning, you eat this massive breakfast, then there's a good chance that you're going to be a little groggy, a little bit tired. So my suggestion is if you want to start your day off with a lot of energy from a food standpoint, which I think this is where this question is getting at, I would just do a nice light smoothie. So you know, some berries, some greens, a little coconut water, um, you know, something like that in order to just have something light, but that's just super, super energy packed. And then from there, you know, you can have a big meal in the afternoon. Who knows? Maybe you'll even want to eat, you know, an early lunch at 11, 1130. But if you really want to wake up in the morning, give your body a chance to, you know, get going, have a smoothie, something that's not real heavy, something uh, that isn't going to put your body in a parasympathetic resting state. And that way you can go through the whole morning and function at a higher level. The next question is, and this actually relates to what I just said, so I'm not a morning person, any tips. I've listened to your Morning Multiplier podcast, but am I destined to be a morning bah humbug, they said. So, uh, you know, I think that anybody can be a morning person. Uh, personally, it just takes time is what I found out. So let's say that you decide you're going to start getting up at 6 a.m. every morning when you kind of just roll out of bed whenever you feel like it. It just takes time. You just have to get into it. Uh, I mean, that's really all I can tell you. First of all, go back. You already said you listened to the Morning Multiplier podcast. You know, maybe you listen to it again, but you know, I think anybody can be a morning person. You just have to get in the routine and you have to really hold yourself to it. Um, trying it once or twice is really not going to do it for you. Um, it's something where it's like you do it for a week or two and then finally you can start getting up at that certain time and it doesn't really affect you. But it's something you have to work into. It's not one of the things where you just do it once and you're set from then on out. I know people who, you know, let's say they're trying to grow their business and they needed, you know, more time to just have a loan and have thought provoking, uh, periods of time during the day where they weren't getting bugged at all. So, you know, if you listen to the podcast with uh, Jason, it's, it's like one of the first podcasts, actually, he actually talks about when he was growing his business and he was actually in hard financial times, he started getting up at like 5am so that he knew that every single morning he would have a period of time where he could just think to himself, you know, he had a family and everything else. He was in some tough times. And so he would just get up at 5 a.m. or whatever the time was. And then he knew he, he had like a guaranteed time slot during the day for, let's say, four or five hours before anybody was even out of bed. And um, and uh, he he would just go to work during that time. He would think and, and he would write and he would do whatever he had to do. And and now the guy's an absolute success. So I think you should just work on it, you know, for as far as being a morning person, Um Try drinking a coffee as soon as you get up, get your coffee going and uh, give yourself time and work into it. So the next question is a business related question and the person asked, what is the best business tip that you have to offer? And so I thought about this for a little bit because, you know, there's a lot of really good business tips that I could offer. And there's a lot of really things that are really important when it goes into business, you know, marketing and so on and so forth. But I'd say that something that I put a lot of effort into and a lot of time and thought process into it is customer service. And, you know, 
customer service and really the experience that people have while dealing with one of my companies. And I think that that's one of the reasons that New Vision Health Center, New Vision Excel has grown like it has because people have really good experiences when working with us, you know. And and so when they think of, you know, themselves having a health problem, if they have a health problem down the road or if they have a health question, they always come back to us or they need some health-related product. They come back to us because they were really happy with the service they offered them. And the way I look at it and the way that I think about this is that people can go anywhere to get a get a product. They can go anywhere to get information. They can go, um, you know, they can go online. They can go to a store, whatever. And it always comes down to why should they come to you? And they should come to you because not only do you offer excellent customer service, but you offer an excellent product. So as a consumer, as I'm shopping or, or whatever the case is, I always look at, you know, why should I buy from them? Or, or, or why, why should I come back to this place? Like they didn't treat me good. They didn't answer my questions. You know, I walked into the store. Nobody was even available to talk to me. So, you know, offer really good customer service and patients are not, not patients, but um, people and, and, and people who are searching for what you offer will come back again and again. And um, I think that's really the best tip I can offer for you. And, you know, lastly, I guess when I'm talking about customer service, I'm talking about the whole detail of of the customer service experience from, you know, when a person first encounters you till they buy a product till they um, receive the product in their hand and, and also maybe a follow up process after they received a product. So you want all those little details to be spot on and really offer an experience that people have not experienced before. Like you want people to remember you right and you want them to come back so like I said there's a lot of detail in customer service and there's a lot of thought process that I put into that and I think that uh, I can definitely definitely without a doubt attribute that to the success of my companies so the next question is a health related question and the person wrote should I follow a ketogenic diet well uh, you know for those who don't know a ketogenic diet is a high fat moderate protein, low carbohydrate diet. Now, I really think that everybody should follow a diet that looks like that to a certain extent. But if you're going to be on the ketogenic diet, that means that you're looking to put your body in a state of ketosis, which is like in a fat burning state. Um, And the ketogenic diet can be very strict for most people. So you know, it, it really depends. If you're able to follow that strict of a diet, then you could, you know, by all means, try it out, see how it works for you. Not everybody does very good on a ketogenic diet. Um, you know, carbs do serve a purpose in the human body. So a lot of people will get on the ketogenic diet, they'll cut carbs out so much that it actually can negatively affect them. Um, so you want to make sure that you're doing a carb day uh, at some point when you're on the ketogenic diet. Um, but, you know, it's something that's a lot of hype right now. The ketogenic diet, I mean, hypes come and go. And anybody who's been in in the realm of healthcare knows that a lot of hypes come and go. And ketogenic diet is, by all means, a huge, huge hype right now. And so, you know, somebody had asked me, and they were like blown away when they found out that I didn't put everybody I come across on a ketogenic diet. And I said, no, it's just too unreasonable. You know, I mean, I work with businessmen, executives. They're they're very. Um, very busy people, uh, you know, 
a lot of entrepreneurs, they just don't have an immense amount of time to spend on their diet. And being on a ketogenic diet is very strict. And so, um, you know, go ahead and do it if you're able to, if you're able to stick with it and follow it. Um, but it's it's not necessary. Um, you can have some good benefits from it by all me- by all means. And like I said, everybody should follow a diet that's close to the ketogenic diet. But being on a true ketogenic diet is very strict and just way too hard for a lot of people. And it's like putting people on something that you just know that they're going to crash on. And and when when you put when when somebody goes onto a diet. You know, and this is a, a good point that if somebody goes on a diet that's just too strict for them, they're gonna crash, and they're probably gonna they're probably gonna be way worse off than they were before they even went on the diet because they're gonna crash so hard. So go on a diet that's reasonable, and um, the ketogenic diet can you know that it, it's very good for more extreme cases. People have epilepsy, that sort of thing. It helps out and does a tremendous job, but uh, you know. There's athletes that say that they see a tremendous uh, benefit of being on the ketogenic diet, but it just really all depends. Most people, you know, I could I could know them for five minutes and be like, yeah, you're not going to be able to stick to that. So don't go on a diet that's going to set you up for failure. Um, but you know, should you go on? Should you follow the ketogenic diet? If you can, try it out for a couple of weeks, see how you do. Absolutely. Uh, the next question is, how can I get greater focus in college? So yeah, this is something that was really important to me at one time. Uh, you know, there was a time where I was taking boards. I would take, you know, six board tests uh, <laughs> over a uh, two-day period, and each test was about an hour and a half long. And then after that, I would do that on a Saturday, Sunday, or 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 Friday, Saturday, Sunday, whatever the case was. And then that next week in school, I would have like eight eight exams. You know, I basically have two exams a day, uh, every single day, um, depending on my schedule. And so having a greater focus is really really important, and it's something that I struggled struggled with immensely. So if you want to have a greater focus in college, first of all, make sure you're getting the sleep that you're supposed to be getting. Make sure that you. Your, um, and that means that like a consistent eight hours a night, whatever you need, that maybe it's a consistent seven hours, whatever it is, make sure it's consistent, make sure you're getting it. Make sure your diet's right. You know, we were just talking about a ketogenic diet. You know, follow a follow a uh, high high fat, moderate protein, low carb diet. You know, you don't have to be crazy strict as if you're trying to put your body in a state of ketosis, but that's certainly going to help that fat. Your brain, your brain is 70% plus fat. So, you know, the, that much, you're going to need the fat. You're going to make sure you're going to want to make sure that you're taking and eating a a decent amount of fat. So taking a good supplement. So for instance, I have the NeuroBoost supplement that was designed, you know, just to help people on a daily basis. It's meant to be a daily supplement that you take. It's got the DHA in it. It's got the omega-3, 6, 9. It's got the good fats in it. So you can do that as well. Make sure your diet's good and clean. Make sure you're getting sleep. Make sure you're supplementing properly. And then also, you know, some big things that are really important when it comes to being in college is to really get your focus right. Like there's a million things going on. When you go to study, um, you know, turn the cell phone off. Uh, don't don't start wandering on Facebook. Let as little things into your head as possible because that way you can really focus on the important things. So let's say you have, I mean, there's tons of stimulus out there. You want to shut as much of that down so that these are things aren't just wandering around in your head and you're just focusing on like that chemistry that you're studying or whatever it is. You can just really hone in on that. And then, you know, that's for a college student, but the same thing goes for anybody in the workforce or, you know, any entrepreneur trying to accomplish something. 
Um, the next question is, I'm not able to lose weight despite a, a great amount of dieting um, and uh, exercise. What should I do? Um, you know, if you're in that case where you're truly uh, on a really good diet and you're truly exercising, you're not able to lose weight. There's a bigger problem there, and it's one of those one of those things where it's like this just isn't your fault. This is a hormone problem, and so you know, really, when it comes to this, you know, you, you need to go through a detox process. You need to get your body right. You need to get your hormones balanced, and you and, and you really need to get healthy. Um, I see it a lot where you know women who are eating a good diet and exercising, they can't lose weight no matter how much they try. And a lot of people will look at them and say, uh, you know, and I say women, the same goes for men. Um, a lot of people will look at them and say, oh, you know, they're, they're, they must be snacking at some point, or maybe they're eating some junk food and not telling somebody about it. But no, this is a truly, it's not your fault type of case because, um, it happens to a lot of women. There's a lot of hormone imbalance out there. There's a lot of thyroid issues out there. And, you know, the best thing you can do here is, um, you know, work on balancing hormones. Uh, some of the tests that we actually offer in New Vision Health Center um, are specifically designed for balancing hormones. And, and if your body's not hear, hear, hearing, you know, hormones such as leptin, which is, you know, what is telling your body to burn fat, if uh, that's not happening, then you're not going to burn fat properly. So you got to get your hormones right. And you got to make sure that you're also eating a diet that is designed to balance your hormones, right? So I mean, a lot of women are jumping on and I, and I keep saying women, because it's typically women who come to me with this type of issue. Um, they're jumping on some type of, you know, fad diet, like the Adkins or the South Beach or all these different um, forms of dieting. And they aren't like they aren't good quality diets that that show you how to live a good lifestyle. They're diets that, well, if you're really strict and you follow it while you're on that particular diet, you can do all right. But they're, they're, um, as soon as you uh, quit the diet, you just get derailed and you start gaining a ton of weight back and, and everything else. And plus the diets, you know, they're designed in, in, in cases to lose weight, but not balance hormones, which could in, in this case is very, a very big issue. So follow a diet that is going to help balance issues, considering doing some tests in order to look at your hormone levels and, um, and uh, yeah, I, I guess reach out for further help. And we, we could talk about this topic right here for an hour. But um, just to give you some basic information on that, really look to um, really look to balancing hormones in this case. All right. So the next question is, my job causes me a lot of stress and I'm worried about my heart health. My dad died at 52. And to kind of just sum it up, uh, you know, the person's very conserving, concerned about having a heart attack just like their dad did. So I think this is a very legitimate concern. And the reason I say that is because according to the CDC, one out of every two people die of a heart related problem. You're probably thinking to yourself at this point, well, you got to die of something. But I'm not talking about someone that's 105 years old or someone who's 90 years old that is dying of a heart-related problem. I'm talking about you know people in their 40s, 50s, 60s, even 70s having um, heart disease, heart attacks, and just dropping dead. And so, you know, it's a very legitimate concern. And you know. A lot of people come to me and they have gotten their heart tested on a regular basis because they are concerned about it. And um, the problem is, is what they'll tell me is that, uh, you know, I went to my doctor, uh, he tested my heart, my cholesterol is fine. And, but I just don't feel right or I just don't really trust it. And, you know, like this person said, my, my dad had heart problems. I'm concerned about having the same problems. And so, 
Um, when it comes to testing to look at the health of the heart, you can't just look at the cholesterol. That's an old method of looking at heart health, right? There's so many people who look at the cholesterol and they say, oh, I'm fine, or they try to you know, base the health of their heart on the cholesterol and, and looking at just the HDL and LDL. So that's really an old method of looking at your heart health. So the new method is, is taking a test that looks at many different parameters, many different markers, and looks at an, takes an in-depth look at the overall cardiovascular system and heart so that you can really know what's going on. I have so many people that tell me, yeah, I'm healthy because my doctor said my cholesterol is fine and I take a test on them and, you know, the LP little a, which is considered the, you know, alpha wolf of, of heart markers, um, uh, you know, it's just off the charts. It's an inflammatory marker in the heart. It's just off the charts. And, and you know, people who have a, a high amount of uh, LP little a, they have a high correlation with um, stroke. So, you know, you got to, first of all, run the right test. I mean, that's that's the best the best information I can give you is run the right test. I mean, if you, if you don't have the data to fix something, you know, I always tell people you can't manage what you can't measure. So if you don't have the data, what are you going to fix? Now, of course, like just like anything else we talked about, you know, making sure you're on the proper diet, making sure you're exercising and, and giving your heart a workout every day is important as well. Now, if your heart's in bad shape, that might it might be a good idea to look into fixing that before you go and jump into some hardcore workouts or something like that. Um, you know, get get your heart st- functioning properly first, and and get yourself on the path to better health. But uh, you know, making sure that you're getting the exercise, the uh, basic foundational supplementation, a good good whole food diet. As far as supplementation, you can jump on the New Vision Excel website. You can look at what I have for foundationals, the the, the supplements that I created in order to offer people a good high quality, uh, really decent priced foundational uh, supplement you can look at what we have and and um, and, and base uh, and just go from there basically but uh, it's a definitely a legitimate concern and everybody should be concerned about their heart health and especially if you're part of the aging population all right the next question is is I've been burned out lately and how should I motivate myself to keep pushing forward so this is a good question because you know when you say burnt out I don't really know what that means like you just don't have any drive or maybe your adrenals are fried and you just don't have any energy um, so I'm gonna kind of hit it at both angles I guess so first of all if your adrenals are burnt out same thing you can't manage what you can't measure go ahead run a test on your adrenals and see um, see how they're functioning. It's something that we offer here as well. So check out your adrenals in that way. Now, to support your adrenals, taking some good quality adaptogenic herbs is going to help tremendously. So some ashwagandha, rhodiola, that sort of thing. Taking these different adaptogenic herbs in synergy with each other will even have a greater effect on helping restore your adrenals and balance you know, your cortisol levels and so on and so forth. Um, but you know if you're not uh if you're just not motivated because you just don't feel like working i guess you know or or you just you know i i don't know maybe you're just not happy in life but one of the things that you can do is actually start always creating a plan always creating goals and then working that plan executing that plan in order to achieve those goals um i find that it's really important to write down what your plan is for the week so that you have something to work towards if you're just kind of going at your week and just shooting off in every direction and just you know, taking on whatever comes your way, then, you know, it can be a little bit tough. You can kind of just get lost somewhere throughout the week. But if you 
have something that has clear goals and, and things that you need to accomplish by a certain time frame and a certain date, then you're going to be more apt to actually complete those goals. Uh, it works very well. And some of the best entrepreneurs and executives that I know, you know, they're at, at, at the beginning of every week, they're writing down their goals, they're writing down the tasks that they need to accomplish. They are writing down appointments that they have, you know, start creating a schedule for yourself. You know, it, you, you need to have a schedule and then work your schedule. And I think, uh, I think between if, you know, just looking at it from those two parameters, I think you're going to find yourself, uh, you know, getting more energy, being more excited about what you're doing. And of course, loving what you're doing is important too. You know, I think I have a lot of energy for what I do because I love what I do and, um, I can wake up and have energy to keep doing the same, the same thing every day and, and really enjoying it because I really love what I'm doing. So make sure you love what you're doing as well. That's important. Um, the next question is, my neck hurts while sitting at the desk. I work on a computer all day. Is there a supplement that can help with this? Um, you know, as, as far as supplements go, I, I wouldn't really say that there's going to be a supplement that's going to fix your, your neck from hurting uh, because you're working at a desk all day. What you can do if you are looking for a supplement is you can look to a glucosamine supplement. Um, that is something that we have um, because I work with a lot of people who complain about this sort of thing. Um, so you can look at a glucosamine. Uh, you can look at the glucosamine supplement, which is part of the foundationals on the New Vision Excel. But really, what you need to focus on, and it's more important than anything, if your neck is hurting, is because you're working because you're working at a computer is your posture and how you're sitting at that computer, right? I mean, if you're, most people are sitting in a, in a very poor quality chair all day. Um, it doesn't fit them right. You know, you, you know, your, your leg should be in a certain position. Your arm should be a certain position. Your head should not be like, you know, pasted to the computer screen. You should be sitting upright with your head over your shoulders, not forward. I guarantee you, you're sitting with a very, very poor posture while you're sitting at your computer. I guarantee it. So the first thing that you need to address is your posture in your chair that you're sitting in. So fix that, and then you will, um, you'll, your neck pain will most likely go away. Now, if you're still having if you're still having neck pain with that, by all means, you need to get to you know a professional, a healthcare professional such as a chiropractor that can work on possibly some issues that you're having. Because you know one of the things is is that in the uh, period of time, let's say uh, uh, where let's say everybody was working in the uh, you know an, an industrial job where they're working at the you know line at Ford or they were look, working um, building cars and doing really hard lifting. Uh, jobs, there there was a big issue with everybody's low backs going out. Now, because everybody's on computers all day, there's a big issue with everybody's neck just being destroyed, their lower neck, right? And the reason for that is because their cervical curve is lost, and um, you know their their whole structure is just a shifted, and it's a disaster. So. What you need to do is focus on your posture, first of all, and then um, go from there. Make sure you're sitting up straight at your computer. Um, you can go find some diagrams online that will offer, uh, and maybe we can put actually in the show notes, some diagrams that will show you how to sit at a computer properly so that everything is aligned well. And, um, and uh, that should help you out tremendously just with that alone. Um, the next question is, I don't have time to exercise. How can I fast track my way to more a more toned body and lose some weight? So, um, you know, 
if you don't have time to, first of all, you just have to make it a priority. You know, people that I know that exercise, they love to exercise. And, you know, once they get into it, they can't get enough of it. But, you know, I know some of the busiest people in the world and they still make time for exercising. So first, make it a priority. If it's not a priority for you, make sure it's a priority and make sure that you're setting time for it. You're scheduling it in your day. Like if it's not a priority and it just fits in your day whenever you get a chance to do it, then there's a good chance that you're not going to do it because there's going to always be something more important or better to do. So put it on your schedule. Exercising should be uh, part of your schedule. And then if you want to fast track it, because like I'm, I'm fully aware that there's people out there who don't have, you know, an hour to go exercise or something like that. You know, they might only have 25 minutes. You can do a hell of an exercise routine in 25 minutes. And the way that you're going to do that is through the hit training, the Tabata training, that sort of thing. Um, I believe it's episode seven in this podcast series, but I literally did a whole podcast on it. So jump back into that um, podcast number seven and listen to it. And I gave a bunch of tips on it and talk about why it's really important to even train that way in the first place. So jump back and listen to that. It's it's really good material and that's going to want where you're going to want to be. Um, you know, I, I work out all the time and only have a half hour or 25 minutes or whatever. And I'm going to tell you, you can do a, 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 workout that will put you to the breaking point of exhaustion in 25 minutes. You're just working really hard during that time. And that's perfectly okay. You're better off going to the gym and working out really hard for 25 minutes than staying there for an hour, hour and a half, just putzing around, right? So that's what my suggestion is for you. And then the last question is, what is your favorite lab test um, to do on people right now? Um, that's an interesting question because I, I don't know. I would say I didn't really think about it a lot, but I would say my favorite lab test is a lab test that the person needs to get well. So, I mean, everybody I work on, I do a history on, I determine what they really need to get well. And I go on, I do lab tests based on that. But, I, you know, I, I'd say one of the really cool lab tests and probably a lab test that's just saving a lot of people's lives right now is back to the heart test that we run here at New Vision. Uh, the heart test is incredible because, you know, it's looking at, I mean, it's looking at your body's power source. It's looking at your cardiovascular system, right? So uh, I would say that's probably, if I had to pick a favorite, then it would be that one. But I, but more so my favorite test is the test that's going to get somebody well. And, um, you know, you can see all the lab tests that we offer um, here at New Vision. It's, uh, you can go right on the website and click on the lab test and read about them and all that. But yeah, the heart test is incredible. I mean, it literally, without a doubt, has it, it saves lives, without a doubt. And so that would be my favorite test to offer somebody, and that's because it's going to save their life. Okay, now if we we're going to break that down even further, let's say aging population and younger population, I would say aging population, one of my favorite tests to go and run is the uh, heart test. And that's because, like I said, it's going to save your life. You know, if you're in your 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, that sort of thing, like it's going to be important to take a peek at that. And, and you know, you don't know, you don't know the problem that you have until you actually run the test. It's one of those situations where you don't know what you don't know. You need the data in order to get uh, to get a plan and to even know if you're having a heart concern or you have a heart concern on the horizon. Now for the younger population, let's say 20, 25, 30 years old, maybe some mothers, you know, who have had a couple kids. One of my favorite 
test, I would say, for these people is a micronutrient test. Now, once again, my favorite test is the test that's really going to move the needle and get them well, but I'm just I'm just throwing it out there. Um, the micronutrient test is looking at your nutrient levels. You know, like I said, a lot of mothers, you know, they're depleted in different nutrients because they had children and and then just a lot of individuals because of, you know, eating a poor diet growing up or whatever, they're depleted of different nutrients. And these nutrients are the fuel system to your body. So, you know, you could be having some, you know, simple skin condition or something that is driving you insane or you could have, uh, you, you know, a lack of energy and and then when you take this test it will go and show you basically every nutrient in your body and what levels you have of that nutrient and so if you are depleted in that nutrient you know you're going to have the conditions that uh, depletion of that nutrient cause you know let's say vitamin a for instance i mean that causes an immense amount of eye issues it's related to the health of your overall to your to your your sight in everything. So, you know, if you have a huge deficiency of vitamin A, you could have a lot of sight issues, you know, just to throw an example out there. But of course, the best test is the test that's going to get somebody well. You too can have your questions answered on Excel Radio by going to newvisionexcel.com and clicking on the podcast button and submitting your question. Be sure to check out our brand new website, newvisionexcel.com. It's fully revamped and offers you more value than ever before. If you want more information to multiply your health and simplify your lifestyle, visit our website at excelpodcast.com. Until next time, have an outstanding day.